Today's episode is brought to you by Tua T Fitness and the Sounds in Cinema podcast. So I just like, just start saying it. Shants and Chew are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. That. Okay. Shants and Chew are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. Blah, 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 bitch. Book. Bitch book. Bitch book. Okay. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is the Drive Angry Edition. Chance here. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Joining me from Tua T Fitness. Lady Chew. <laughs> hey. Hi. It's <laughs> fucking movie. I I picked this movie. Right. I was going to say, Good. so three or four weeks ago, you got mad at me, I think, for Hudson Hawk. And I said, well, you pick a fucking movie then. And then the next <laughs> yeah. week, you gave me some bit of nonsense. And you were like, There's pick so much these. pressure. Pick from these yeah. four movies, pick two, and then we'll we'll dull it down, and then maybe this, and then we'll we can see when the next full moon is, and then we'll ask the gods, <laughs> and then I'll pick a movie. I was like, yeah, we're doing this movie. Fuck that shit. I wanted to feel like fate was going to pick it, and it just didn't work out. This movie though took me about three seconds. Yeah, yeah. you picked this all choose. on your own. So you have nobody to blame but yeah. yourself. Finally. Do you blame yourself? Oh, no. (laughs) This movie. (laughs) I had... I had a lot of fun watching this movie, but not in the way you'd expect. I I agree completely. (laughs) This was... This was a fun movie in the sense that you don't know what the fuck is going on. This movie's nuts. Oh, yeah. Bad Balls to the wall fucking nuts it's so crazy um, i don't think any reasonable whoa. person can say that they like this movie or would enjoy this movie but i think you almost have to appreciate how aggressively stupid it is <laughs> oh my god I, i'm not even mad no I'm not even mad. In fact, I would absolutely recommend this movie. I know we usually say that at the end. I think we have to, yeah. Recommend, like, watch it. I even recommended it to uh, Tina. (laughs) I was like, you got to watch this movie. You felt compelled to text me in the middle of watching it. (laughs) Sorry. I got a frog in my throat. I was so excited. (laughs) But you texted Uh, me right in the middle of watching it. Yeah, I was like, are you fucking, have you watched this? Holy shit. (laughs) I literally finished watching this movie about 20 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, you must know by now, we are talking about the 2011 film Drive Angry. Directed to by Patrick Lucier. Okay. Don't know him? No. Do you? You don't recognize him? Uh, 
He's a pal of ours. <laughs> so, we not just in a good talked way. about one of his movies a few weeks ago. Tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I want you to deduce. What 3D oh, movie did we watch? Oh, My Bloody Valentine. Fuck yeah. Which I didn't watch in 3D. Yeah. You know what? I didn't hate that movie either. No. That was, that was a good piece of shit. Same director, same writer. Can you guess what character the writer played in Drive Angry? It should be easy to figure out based on My Bloody Valentine in 3D. I don't know. Do you remember? I do know that Tom, is it Tom Atkins was in both movies. Yes, but he's not the writer. No. I don't know. The writer is Todd Farmer. Do you remember our discussion about the writer um, in My Bloody Valentine 3D, who he played? No. <laughs> God damn it. That was a lifetime ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking me to sift through all these horrible fucking movies. To be like, do you remember that one horrible movie we watched? I'm like, I, fucking, I don't know. You're looking at me like I've been saying. You're, you, you, you were looking at me as though you your eyes were saying, Chance, that was like five shitty movies ago. Yeah. If that. Yeah. Yeah. You're not committing anything to memory. No. All right. He was the man in the hotel room in My Bloody Valentine. Uh, the guy who killed everybody? No. The guy oh, having shit. sex with the woman. And remember, we oh. had this big, long discussion about whose idea that was. Yeah. And it turned God, out I it was the woman's. That, that was so weird. All right. Yeah. Who do you think he was in this movie? I'm trying to think. Give me two seconds. You can edit edit the pause out. <laughs> no, uh, I'll edit nothing out. Thank shit. you. Oh, Imagine fuck. that scene oh, being repeated. The boyfriend. The boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, You're see, introduced I got it. to him in the middle <laughs> As he's of having fucking. Sex. <laughs> yeah. Jesus he just likes Christ. to fuck. He just that's his thing. So I don't know if it turns out that. Todd Farmer is like the worst person in the world or if this is an inside joke kind of thing because he yeah, did it know. in My Bloody Valentine. But it's got to be one of those two options, right? Yeah, I think it's got to be an inside joke based on the fact that in My Bloody Valentine, it was the girl's idea to be fully naked. Right. So like she must have been down with it or... I think it was an inside joke. There's a lot of full nudity in this movie, too. There's a woman at the end shooting a gun. Just stark naked. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. All right. There are a lot of naked people. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this before, too. This movie was released on February 25th. Just eking in to what's commonly known as dump month. (laughs) January and February, <laughs> dump month. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> this movie Is had that... a budget of $50 million. It made oh. $5.1 million its opening weekend. Chew. 
a total of 10.7 million in the USA. That all makes complete sense. Doesn't it? Cumulatively worldwide did get 40.9. Almost made its money back. Came short by about 10 million. Well, I'll say it. Wow. Yeah. All of which makes sense. Yeah. I had a quiz for you because now we've had a director for a second time. There's no way you remember our other director. No. Who had two of our movies. Why do you even ask? (laughs) Because we just did it. Like, maybe last week. Did we do the skulls last week? No, we did the sting. All right, two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Stealth and the Skulls were the same guy? Yeah. Rob Cohen. Really? Stealth and the Skulls. Good job. Go me. Dang. Bonus points for Chew today, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Chew. Give it to me. How long is your list of grievances? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I didn't even count. Uh, You go first. All right. My list of grievances is 31 items long. Wow. Mine might be up there. But I have seven positive points. Oh, my God. What, too many? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I didn't hate this movie, but Jesus Christ, like seven positive points. I was surprised. (laughs) Wow. I have but, 33. Oh, Larry Bird. 30, 33 grievances and two positive two, points. Two positive points. All right. Well, two of my positive points are also grievances. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were those ones? Uh, let's see. The, no, maybe three. Three. (laughs) So both a grievance and a positive points is when the Satanist woman who's thrown from a car rolls, gets to one knee, is screaming while shooting her gun at full, you know, full bore, and then gets run over. That was aggressively stupid. stupid. God. And then she didn't even shoot the gun like she knew what she was doing. It's like they didn't give her any training or any direction whatsoever before they shot the scene. They're like, just, you know, just shoot it. So today I've never shot a gun before. Yeah, exactly. Today you're going to shoot this gun. Wait, what? Aren't you going to teach me how to do that? No. No. No Trust me. It'll look better if you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) And then at the very end... Two things I knew would happen the second that Nicolas Cage uttered the line. He utters this line, something about, I'm not going to be happy unless I'm drinking from his skull. Uh, So stupid. Yeah, we knew that was coming. And I just knew. So both a grievance and a positive point is the 3D CGI body explosion of Billy Burke playing Jonah King, and then him drinking from his skull. Aggressively lame. So fucking bad. Jesus Christ. That's where the movie's so bad it's good. Yeah. 
amazing. But I also I also gave positive points to three actors. I liked Amber Heard in this movie. William Fichter is just chewing up fucking scenery everywhere. And I love him as the accountant. Yeah. And David Morse. When David Morse shows up, mm-hmm. I was, you know, oh, boy. I was like. I was excited to see him. Yeah. I'm like, hey, hey good actor. Yeah. Just being a good actor. Plus, yep. his character was, what you know, simple, a simple enough man that he didn't have to, he's not winking at, at the audience at all like every other actor in this movie. Yeah, no. Well, both him and Amber Heard. That's why I like Amber Heard, because she's the only other person not winking at the audience. She seems to actually be in the moment. Yeah. In every I, scene she's in. I totally agree with you. I'm so surprised how much I... She was good in this movie. Yeah, she is. It, yeah. I Can't be denied, I don't think. Pleasantly surprised. Because I feel like it's hard in these types of movies. You got the, this female lead, and they're like, they're going to give her some stupid lines, and it's just going to be fucking cheeseball galore. And uh, she was good. Yeah. And, well, the other problem is the, the screenplay gives no no reason, no valid reason why this character would keep following John fucking Milton around as he's no. killing everybody in his path. Yeah, no. But she does Ex- her outright best to make it as real and honest as possible. Yeah. Despite the screenplay not letting her. By the way, yeah. my last positive point, the line from the writer taught Farmer as Frank, why does everyone keep hurting me? <laughs> I thought that was pretty sublimely fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> well, what were your two positive points? Um, oh, her creepy boss at the diner oh. kept like he did. Oh god, he was so fucking gross. He, like reaches around her waist, and she wasn't having any of it. Oh, the and grabbing he of the balls. Deservedly got his. Yeah, I actually crushed. I almost wrote that down too. That might be my eighth positive point. There, yeah. it's growing, Chew. Yeah. That that was an appropriate response to yeah. his action, you f- nasty fuck. Um, second one was uh, towards the end before the big fight, um, Nick Cage, Milton, uh, is, like, thanking her for, like, just sticking through it and stuff. And he touches her forearm, yeah, which I thought was strictly platonic. And... I like that the writers weren't trying to be like, oh, there's You're like right. this sexual tension. It's like, no, there's no sexual tension with them at all. In a movie where you do not think this is going to happen, I really appreciated that there is nothing romantic between those two characters. Totally. That's another positive point. Yeah. I'm up to nine. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Who would have thought? I know. Oh, man. But you're right. I, I really truly appreciated that yeah because if it if he touched her anywhere else like even on the hand that would have been that's a different signal but the fact that it was the forearm Mm -hmm. it it was yeah good job whoever his idea was that was yeah because she's 25 years old and he's almost 50 yeah so if they were romantic you'd think todd farmer hollywood 
Get your shit together. Yeah, no kidding. I really, I really appreciated that. Okay, Chu, let's talk actual How Dare You Awards from 2011. Drive Angry was nominated three times. Wow. Yeah. So, first of all, <laughs> Nicolas Cage is nominated for Most Forgettable Performance by an Oscar-winning actor for Drive Angry. But he was also nominated two more times for Season of the Witch and Trespass. Oh, my God. (laughs) Bless him. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he had some he had some bills to pay. He like he had some debt. Yeah. And he was like, I got to work. I'll t- I'll take anything you guys can give me. Um, I, I, I still want to build a, a house out of cocaine. <laughs> I, <laughs> I need to do some more movies. <laughs> he won, by the way. He won for Drive Angry. So it's a winner as well. This movie was also nominated for movie you least wanted to see, but did not win, Chew. I imagine it was probably a close second. But it lost out to Bucky Larson, born to be a star. I have no idea what that is. So it makes sense that it would be in that category. Might be in your life some point at some point. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that was a good call on this movie not winning that category. Because as ho- bad as it is, you should fucking watch it. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but we're saying at the time, at the time... Yeah. People did not want to see it. Well, uh, I understand. Finally, it did garner a second How Dare You Award. It won Most Ridiculous Concept. So, Chu, for the benefit of our audience, can you tell them the plot, please? <laughs> you know what? You're not going to believe it when I tell you. We're gonna we're gonna nuts. have you describe the plot, and then I'll read what the actual award is, the description for most ridiculous concept on the How Dare You Awards for that year. Okay, go. So, guy escapes hell. Yes, you heard me right. He escapes hell <laughs> to go. Uh. Exact vengeance? Is that... I don't think that's the right term. Whatever. No, you're fine. Exact vengeance on a guy, a cult leader, who killed his daughter and is trying to sacrifice his granddaughter. And Nick Cage ain't gonna let that happen. And, um... You know, is... The movie is called (laughs) Drive Angry. And he is, but it's not really about the cars. Like, he just happens to be driving everywhere to find the guy. So I'm really confused about the title. But yeah, that's it. He escapes hell, tries to find the cult leader, and, uh, you know, stuff happens. (laughs) Stuff you wouldn't even believe. (laughs) I was wondering how long into the description we would get to either stuff happens or bad stuff happens. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could say bad stuff, but that might be relative. Yeah. This movie's just nothing but bad stuff. In the best way. This movie, this movie's hero is an evil man who's escaped from hell. 
Yeah. That's amazing. That is amazing. He seems to have learned his lesson, though. Yeah, they shouldn't have. They, he should just be kept out of hell. Like, he did a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's the description for the How Dare You Awards. A brutal felon escapes mur- escapes from hell because cultists have murdered his daughter and taken her baby. He joins forces with a waitress to get the baby back, but Satan sends a merciless henchman to re- uh, retrieve him. I forgot about the henchman, the accountant. The accountant. Forgot about him. Fucking yeah. great. William Fichter. He's anybody, great. Anybody who doesn't like William Fichter can fuck right the fuck off. Agreed. He's awesome. <laughs> he's amazing. Everything he's in, he's great in. All right, Chew, let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll dive deeper into driving angry. Party. That wasn't bad. That was maybe your best one. We'll be right back. Does the coronavirus have you feeling oogie? Have you been sitting on your couch for weeks? Nay, have you been sitting on there for months? Well, it's time for you to get back in shape. Check out To A T Fitness. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. To A T Fitness was started by Tina Bernard. She is ready and raring to go to help you get back into the shape you want to get into. They've got all kinds of classes. They've got outdoor in-person classes. They've got online classes if that's what you prefer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get back in shape. You're going to find a variety of exercises. You're going to have strength training, cardio, weightlifting, even fun five-minute burnouts that will push you to your limits. So get off the couch, get into shape. Go ahead and check out Tua T Fitness. Tina Bernard has got you for all your needs. I know her personally. She's fantastic. You're not going to meet a better person to help you become the new you. Check it out. And we are back. Chu and I are here discussing the 2011 film Drive Angry. This movie didn't make us drive angry, though, did it, Chu? No. I wasn't mad for one moment. This movie's so sublimely stupid. It's amazing. Like, I'm blown away. I mean, so this movie starts with a CGI rendering of hell, <laughs> like, right? Yeah, but you're not even entirely the, sure what's happening. Right. The first words you hear are, for a long time or something like that, evil men have fled the walls of their imprisonment or something, and you see a CGI car make a huge jump onto a bridge, as though that's how John Milton escaped. And I just thought, hell has muscle cars for people to steal? <laughs> and bridges? Yeah. And cities? What? I don't understand. It was strange. Yeah. Men and men, evil men have fled the walls of punishment. Car jump. <laughs> uh, really, they, they really set the tone for this movie right at the intro. Because you know what you're oh, in for. big time. Right you off are, the bat. Yeah. Okay, Chew. When we watched 
my bloody Valentine, you did not seem to understand or pick up on the fact that it was 3D. Did you pick up on it for this one? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know how you tell. <laughs> All the times things are coming right at you. Oh, I just thought that was the thing. Like, they were just you trying to be cool. You didn't notice the, the shotgun blasting off the hand with the tire iron in, like, minute four? Nope. I just figured... You didn't notice the title of Drive Angry looking like it wanted to hit you in the face? Nope. I guess this tells you I don't watch 3D <laughs> movies in 3D. Like, there's no fucking way I'm going to wear glasses. No, me either. No. But I can tell when they're trying to fucking do it, Chew. I can't tell. Well, I'm a grown-up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, and you know what? Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go uh, ahead. I was just going to say, uh, one of my favorite moments, not enough to be a positive point, but it's still a grievance, is that classic walking away and then the explosion happens behind yeah. you? Fuck me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's getting Christ. pretty tired, isn't it? Yeah. Did you notice his hair kind of waving in the explosion wind? Yeah. He has blonde hair in this movie. The blonde hair, I might Blue's add. Blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It's not a good look. Yeah, not my favorite. Do you think Hell has salons? <laughs> Did he have to make an appointment before he broke out of hell? Right. <laughs> because they make it seem as though he's been dead a long time. Like he's been dead for 25 years or something. Yeah. Because he's he doesn't really understand cell phones. No. He calls it something else. I don't remember. It's like the something contraption or something. Uh, And Amber Heard's, Amber Hood Heard looks at me. Do you mean a cell phone? (laughs) Who are you? What, what, what is your deal? Oh yeah. Oh, and his glasses, those classic late nineties, early two thousands glasses. Big ass Oakleys. Oh shit. Those are. Seeming to announce. That he's the kind of man who has iron balls hanging from his truck. <laughs> oh, you know what? Confession. This could be a fun fact, but uh, I'm not really proud of it. Confession. I had a pair of Oakleys. Not like that. They were nicer than that. Oh, my they God. Were I nicer thought you were going to say you had balls on the back of your car. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No. Oh, that was alarming. But I did have I did have Oakleys. They were $200. They were my proudest purchase <laughs> and loved them. Hey. Yeah. Power to you. Embarrassing. I think it just depends on the Oakleys themselves. These partic- these Oakleys are obnoxious yeah. that he's wearing. Those No, mine were nice, but still Okay. too much. I'm not going to begrudge all people who purchase Oakleys, but those Oakleys, you know. Throw them in the trash. I'd lean over and look at them. Look at <laughs> yeah. Take them off. Idiot. Throw them in the garbage. 
I, so we're introduced to Amber Heard as she is at her job being a waitress. Yeah. There's a lot wrong with this restaurant, Chew. Yeah. The servers are cursing up a storm, talking about fucking their boyfriends right in front of the, the customers. Yeah, that was a grievance. I wrote that down. I didn't like yeah. that. The owner said, bitches, get back to work, and then spit out gum. Yeah. Presumably right over onto the... Flat top. Flat top that he's grilling on. Gross. <laughs> I didn't like that. Nope. Health code violation. This place has got problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You just went from place. an A to a C, mister. <laughs> uh, yeah, that diner sounds like a fucking nightmare to work at. Oh, man. Um, are we going to talk about Nick Cage making out with the waitress in the booth? Oh, that was fucking that was, weird. That was a big-ass grievance. Well, I did not like that kiss. No. Like, what the fuck is happening? Why? Yeah. Well, and we're not even to his worst transgression yet involving women. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. Chew, <laughs> this man has a slow motion gun shootout while still having sex. And he's fully clothed. And he has he has all of his clothes on. And the woman, of course, is completely naked. Yeah, and he says, I never disrobe before a gunfight. Right. What? As if he knows it's coming. Because he did. Right, he yeah. did. So why bring a woman to your room? Because he hasn't had sex in a long time because he's been in hell. So he needed some. And It's that old story? You got to have sex the second you get out of prison? I guess. Hell's the ultimate prison, so he was like, I really needed a fuck. <laughs> He's got a gun in one hand and a bottle of Jack Daniels in the other. Yep. Trash. <laughs> Just fucking trash. <laughs> then they manage, they, the filmmakers seem to know how fucked up that scene is because then they show the woman afterwards clearly having a mental breakdown yeah that she was having sex with the man in the middle of a gunfight yeah and there he's rolling around trying to miss bullets and stuff and they're still having intercourse they're still connected physically but sometimes he throws her down on the bed and then brings her back up yeah and i'm assuming the penis is re-entering the vagina yeah like it has to be because at some point he gets... That's the way they made it seem. Yeah. At some point he gets uh, electrocuted with a cow prod. And she in turn, she obviously gets electrocuted right. as well. Because they're still having sex. Yes. We're oh saying that right. This and is that, happening. Yeah. That happens in the movie. <laughs> and so they're fuck. like, fuck, what? <laughs> It's unbelievable. Who thought of that? That's so bizarre. Jenkins. <laughs> uh, Jenkins back at it again. Back on his bullshit. 12-year-old boy. 12-year-old boy. This is the ultimate 12-year-old boy movie. 
Yeah, it really tries hard to seem badass, but it is mm-hmm. not. No. No. Nothing about it's badass. No. This movie also seems self-important, doesn't it? Like, I mean, yeah. there's a lot. Like, there's, it's no accident that Nicolas Cage is named John Milton. So we've got a Paradise Lost thing going on. We've got whatever that fucking coin that William Fichter has. You know, there's a thing about having to, you know, get across the river sticks, and so you have to pay the ferryman. Oh, wow. And I think that's what that coin has to do with. There's a lot, you know, this movie is... As usual... Feigning importance. As usual, you are more insightful than I was. (laughs) (laughs) I can't blame you. I wouldn't have got that. No. I just wrote down, I know we're going back in time, but I wrote down that kiss. Ew. Oh, oh, the booth? Kiss the waitress. Yeah, the booth kiss. Yeah. Yeah, she brings him his coffee after he said black with sugar. And then at some point they start aggressively making out. And then he lets her go. And he's like, I said sugar. Mm-hmm. Oh, I almost forgot this too with the naked fight, with the with the sex. Oh God! Slow motion gunfight. The last thing he says to the woman. So he finishes killing everybody. By the way, Amber Heard joins in. Not sex, but walks kills, into the room. Not the sex, yeah. but kills the last guy because she thinks he's going to kill Nicholas Cage. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to her, he can't die because he's already dead. (laughs) Yeah. So. But the last thing that that Nicolas Cage says to this woman who's been. Who's had a penis inside her in the middle of a gunfight. The last thing he says to her is, why don't you calm down? Yeah, like. Like, it's no big deal. That was the last straw. (laughs) (laughs) That was the last straw, and it was only 40 minutes in. Oh, fuck. By the way, all of this is happening at the Bull by the Balls Motel slash Biker slash Cowboy Bar? Yeah. I couldn't figure that business out. It was weird. The, the The desk for the motel was inside the bar. Do I have that right? Yeah, it was like a host stand. Like a multifunctional yeah. host stand. <laughs> Yikes. Would you like a table or a room? <laughs> How long you plan on staying? Right. Yeah. yeah, that was weird. What the fuck? <laughs> Just left me saying what the fuck. Oh, fucking Jesus. Yeah. So, (laughs) you liked William Fichter in this movie, though, right? Yeah. He was very William Fichter. Like, I think that, like, that's who he is. But he was sort of William Fichter on steroids to me. Yeah. I thought, (laughs) like, because he starts the movie just by sniffing a lot. Oh, yeah. I knew it then. I was like, oh. We're in He's for smelling. 
He's smelling the scent of the man he wants. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, I liked him. But by the time he's, like, getting cops to join him and flipping coins and, you know, magically producing FBI badges. Yeah. I mean, he just gets keeps getting better as the movie goes on. He's very calm, cool, and collected. Right. Like, this was not his first rodeo. <laughs> he gets cops to join him, and then Amber Heard kills a cop with a gun. Oh, fuck. I either wrote that down, I was like, ooh, bitch, you fucked up. You fucked up. There's no, there's no reason at that point. Okay, the night before, she kills a man who's going to kill Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Now, she and Nicolas Cage, they've known each other about... 12 hours? 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but these all clearly looked like weirdo evil men. Like, there's that scene where she is hiding in the bar, and they all gather in the bar. So... She seems to have a sense that they're there to do some evil shit. Yeah. So maybe I'll give the movie a pass for her killing that final evil guy. Because although she and John Milton are not the best of friends, they are, for lack of any better explanation, together Yeah. at that time. They're comrades at this point. Comrades. Yeah. So you can think to yourself, all right, maybe in haste she thought, he's going to die. So... She hoes a guy to death. Yeah. <laughs> Gets the hoe to the back of the head. <laughs> but the next morning, the cops show up, and a cop points a gun at her. Even though she has a gun, you might, you know, I'm I'm putting the gun down, and my hands are up. Yeah. Sorry, officer. I quit. But they try to cover it with, they clearly are trying to kill us. Yeah. But you still killed a cop, so you're in yeah. big trouble. You're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Certainly that baby's going to be taken away from you, unfit mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm giving away the ending. <laughs> How great would it be if she walked out at the very end of the movie with the baby to David Morris? <laughs> She's supposed to take care of the baby now. And then cops show up and say, you killed a cop. We're taking this baby away. <laughs> That's how the movie should have yeah, ended. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, my God. But my favorite part is at the end of all that, like, she kills a cop. He, the cop she shoots, shoots another cop, right? Because Nicolas Cage is about to shoot that cop, and then he just doesn't. He gets shot by somebody else, for sure. Yeah. But at any rate, all of this goes down and he gets up and he's going to start chasing the preacher. Right. He's chasing Billy Burke at that point in the car. Yeah. Jonah What's King. That character? Jonah King. Yikes. Another scene chewer. He's fun in this movie, I think. Billy Burke, he's good. Oh, I felt <laughs> I, he was good. I felt on the fence. Like I like really? I like Billy Burke. I f like, is he better than this? I mean, anybody's better than this movie, but see, he's better than this character. I like, think maybe it was more like miscast. Like, yeah. I wouldn't think of him for this role. No. But I thought he, I thought he did it fine. 
Yeah, they wrote um, the character kind of bizarre, though. One, huge grievance. The fingernails, the vampire fingernails. Yeah, go don't like. get the fuck out of here. That shit's gross. Get your Coke <laughs> nail the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, oh, God. No, thank you. What about the slitting of throats followed by the licking of blood? Whew, that is... I didn't, I didn't care for that. I didn't like that. That was too also, far. Also... It was all strange because it looked like it was difficult for him to slash the throat in the first place. Like he was shaking and didn't want to do it, but then he slashed her throat. This is Nicolas Cage's daughter, everyone. Yeah, in a flashback. Right. Yeah. But then it's followed by the gross licking of her blood off his fingers. Well, maybe he was shaking because I was under... Like it was the last bit of cookie dough in the bottom of the fucking... (laughs) mixing jar (laughs) gross by the way (laughs) um i was assuming that he was shaking because was she giving was he making her give him head and then she bit down did you get that like they oh that's right she goes down you don't see her and then he looks like he's enjoying himself and then i'm assuming she bites down so maybe he was yeah, shaking. Yeah, because they referenced that later. I forgot about that. That was weird. I didn't like it. Yeah, but that's not how you react when somebody bites your dick off. You don't just shake without sound and go, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know, but I just meant I'm you. assuming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have not as of yet had my dick bitten off. <laughs> yeah, thank God that's... Not but a situation I don't think we've that's how. I, yeah, I would. I wouldn't go. <laughs> that's like ah. <laughs> that's worth a good strong yell. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right, Chew. Let's take another break, and then we're gonna come back, and we're gonna finish out. Drive angry. We got a lot to talk about still. Yeah. We gotta get to the climax of this fucking mess. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back, everybody. If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound, but as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to... Stay on target! Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to... Stay on target! That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you. And we are back yet again, ladies and gentlemen. Chu and I are here discussing the 2011... Fucking, what a movie. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, drive angry. Here's some facts for you, Chew. Originally, the script had the main character being a 70-year-old man. 
good choice not to go that route. Yeah. Yeah. Until Nicolas Cage got involved. Then they decided to get rid of that. Cage originally wanted his character to have a completely shaved head with a complete cranium tattoo. They talked him out of it. Yeah, I'm fine with the bleached hair at this point. (laughs) It's hard to guess which would have been more offensive and worse. (laughs) The bleached hair is less offensive. Hands down. If you say so. (laughs) (laughs) So I forgot to mention that because we were talking about why Amber Heard is following this man around at all. Mm -hmm. Because the script doesn't tell you. But there's this point. So after like after everything that happened the night before. With the satan, you know, the satanic cult coming in, trying to kill them, she kills a man, then she kills the cop. Then he says he's going to follow him, and she says, uh, I don't know, she asks why or something. He says, why? Or she says, why are you going to do it? He says, why? You want to join me? And she just sort of looks at him as though she has no choice. But in that moment, I just wanted her to say, no, (laughs) have a nice day. (laughs) See ya. I'm going to exit stage left. (laughs) Bye. But it's like, but by the end, Chu, she was almost making me cry when she said that she will take care of this baby and promises to. Yeah, she did a good job. That's how good she is. Come on. Yeah. But I mean, she has nothing on, she has nothing going on in her life. Nothing. So what else was she going to do? And she wasn't Still, ready to face the consequences a of big responsibility, being a cop killer. So she's like, I mean, I'll just hang out with Milton and see what happens. <laughs> she does have a speech later on in the movie that says something about, what is it? I don't know. I've never finished anything or something. I'm going to finish this with you or something. Yeah, like We're she's been waiting her whole life for something and like, this is yeah. it. Be like, Oh, she's, she said she's had a half life yeah. or something. You know, half jobs, half this, half boyfriends. Yeah. We're going to finish yeah. this. She's waiting her whole life. I'm like, your whole life? You've been on this planet like 23 years. What are you fucking talking about? Right. You're a baby. Get out of here. I'm waiting my whole <laughs> life. Okay, if you're 50, the, okay, you can say those words. But not if you're in your early 20s. Get the fuck out of here. Right. <laughs> Can anybody, can you tell me why the hell, who I just wrote him down as Captain Atkins? (laughs) Yeah. But why are we introduced to this, he looks almost 80-year-old police captain who shows up on the scene, A, has one of his deputies tell him, where the fuck do you think you're going? They make it seem like he's a new cop, but he's a new cop who doesn't even know who the captain is? Yeah. That doesn't seem right. No. That doesn't make any sense. But the captain is also not wearing any sort of police uniform. No, it's like they called him on his day off, and he came from a barbecue. He's got jeans, a belt, and a t-shirt tucked into the pants. Tucked in. Tucked in deep. He's not giving up that dream. Oof. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we could have gone without the cops, I feel like. 
Like that wasn't a storyline I yeah, was fine it, without, you know. you know. I guess I'm of two minds because if there were no cops in this movie, we'd be saying, by the way, where the right. fuck are all the cops? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And plus she just because shot they a cop. End up, right. Yeah. All right, it's but fine. because they seem so inconsequential, yeah, they're yeah they're just sort of window dressing. They're useless. They can. Let me ask you this: I'm looking at this note. You know when all the evil parishioners go into the church? Yeah. And I suppose, like my one, my note was. Worst parishioners ever because they're all singing, but it's like off key and no one's singing together. They all sound like shit. That's weird. Which I guess makes sense if you're a satanic cult and actually not very, not very religious. But so there's that. But did you notice after they attacked him and they shoot John Milton in the eye Mm -hmm. and then kidnap Amber Heard, Piper, did you notice the guy with what I'm assuming is a wig? Oh, I'm so glad you brought it up. It was a grievance? I mean, yes, huge grievance. What the fuck is that wig? It's obviously it a wig. It has to be a wig, right? And the hairline, they bring it down about half an inch from the eyebrows. A quarter of an inch from his eyebrow. Oh, my God. They give this guy a prominent role, too. He's Yeah. He's not just a, a, an under five. He's, a, he's in a couple of scenes. Yeah, he's got more than five lines. Yeah. I just wrote wig in church. Huh? <laughs> I mean, the wig... The wig was actually a character in this movie. That's how aggressive it was. <laughs> I know. Jesus. Like, who who allowed that to happen? They're I just do, like... It's so bizarre. They just slapped it on his head and be like, no, 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 it's fine. You look good. Okay. What? I hope it's a wig. Because I saw a picture of the actor on IMDb. Oh, no. And... You think it might not be a wig? (laughs) That might be his hair? It might be. I don't know. I'm so confused. Hang on. Okay. Oh, I can't imagine that that's real hair. Because... I'm going to bring a picture up for you because this has got to be him. It's so bad because. (laughs) It's bad. You guys go look. So look up Jake Brake. Jake Brake is his name. Jesus Christ. (laughs) This guy's made up. No way. Oh, my God. He's a stuntman is what he is. This has got to be the same guy, though, right? Yeah. I mean, that's him. That hair. Oh, wait. Maybe not. Just a little ways down, there's Kenneth Wayne Bradley, man with wig. <gasps> okay, he definitely doesn't have hair. Actually, I think that's the guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, Jake Brake's hair in real life is not Why that great. Why is this... Why is a satanic cultist worried about being bald? Don't you have bigger fish to fry? Like bringing Satan to Earth? <laughs> that seems like a big feat. By sacrificing a baby? Ugh. 
explain yourself. <laughs> I like how the accountant makes a point <laughs> to be like, I don't know why, why you guys are sacrificing babies. Like, that's not what he wants. Like, they make a point almost right. to the audience. Like, we know this is ridiculous. This is like out of hand. Like, it's wrong. Not even Satan wants yeah, this. You're doing it wrong. You're doing evil wrong, you stupid fucks. <laughs> Victor's great in that scene with the wig guy, though. Yeah, he's good. Oh, I love him. I also love it anytime he looks at somebody and says, see you soon. Oh, yeah. I'm... Or like those two kids. I'll see you when you're 74. I'll see you in three months. I'll see you in three months. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? He just walks away. Uh, yeah, that was good. Fucking great. How about this? Redonkulous fucking hydrogen truck cop stop scene where William Victor takes that truck through the cop cars. I had no words. <laughs> that is a certain piece of magic. I put the hydrogen tank, lol. <laughs> I wrote hydrogen tank, Patrick Lucier at his best. <laughs> You've probably forgotten already, Chew, but sure. that's the director. <laughs> You're right. I did forget. I was like, ooh, I know. He did something. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Love you, Chew. <laughs> oh, shit. This fucking movie. Yeah, that was nuts. Amazing. Yeah. And then they get to the, they get to the yeah, orgy. I know. It's crazy. It's not a satanic cult if there's no orgy. Right. Yeah. You got to have some naked women. Yeah. That was something. They're not all naked. No. But there's a lot of naked. Yeah. Yep. I just wrote as a grievance, the hydrogen escape. <laughs> There's no other way to, to describe that. It's just fucking... Yeah, that's out of control. You know what I did like, though? I, I guess I didn't... You know, I didn't write it down as an actual positive point, but I might get to a full 10 positive points Wow. on that scene between William Victor and Nicolas Cage when he takes... When he has Amber Heard. And Nicolas Cage is asking him why you're helping me, and he sort of explains again that we, we, we don't want sacrificed babies. Yeah. You'll get what you want. I'll get what I want. Go ahead. Just leave the leave the God-killing gun here. Yeah. And I'll hold on to Amber Heard. Because I like it when he says, he says, uh, you know, shoulder that weapon and say thank you. <laughs> and so he puts the weapon in the holster <laughs> And he's just kind of looking at him, and he says, don't hurt her. And he gives him a look like, you know what I want. <laughs> Say thank you. He says, thank you. <laughs> and he goes, okay. <laughs> now, let me tell you how this is going to work. He's such he's a gonna dick. He's got to go down there and fucking kill everybody. <laughs> uh, even demons have manners. Okay. Right. Oh, man. Fucking great. So then, you know, 
listeners, you have to watch this movie just to understand how fucking bananas this last shootout is. It's crazy, Chew. I I almost don't have any words. <laughs> he just comes blazing in in a car through Another fire. Another muscle car. Yeah, through fire. The car's now on fire, and he's just running people over. <laughs> and shooting them. <laughs> in his car. <laughs> Basically just doing donuts, running people right. over. But the moment where you actually see a just a fully naked woman screaming and shooting her weapon at his car, I thought this movie's gone to eleven. <laughs> oh, shit! Oh, oh fuck! Great. Uh, yeah, it was. It was great. But then, so Amber Heard and William Fichter show up. Two guys try to kill them. Mm-hmm. He says something about. That, you know, that would be true if you had longer than five seconds to live. And then he, his little coin flip, his little yeah. ferryman coin, kills the two guys with it. And then the, the god gun somehow gets down to where... Nick Cage is. Does Amber, yeah, does Amber Heard shoot somebody with yeah, it? Yeah, she right? shoots somebody, but she kind of yeah. misses... And then Nick Cage ends up getting it. No, she hits that one guy. Yeah. She puts him into the RV and the RV explodes. Oh, yeah, that's right. But Victor also told her it's got quite a kick, and yeah. so it knocks her out, and she loses the gun. But, you know, Nicolas Cage finds a chew, and he's able to fucking... Well, right before, right before Jonah King says, nothing on this earth can kill me. Oh, God. And then the line. Great. The line comes... I'm not from Earth. Booyah! Kerblamo! <laughs> I like how you both did completely different sound effects. <laughs> but at exactly the right time. Yeah. And of course, you just knew his, you know, you just knew his skull was going to make an appearance. The CGI work of him going in, like, being lifted off the ground, up into the air, oh, fuck. moon in the backdrop, and exploding into pieces. I think is fucking sublime. Uh, I think Jenkins did that. Oh yeah, that's a Jenkins idea. <laughs> God. So I was thinking, <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but we can do this with CGI. God gun lifts him up into the air, and we'll just see his body split into pieces. And, like, the bottom of his jaw will come shooting out the screen in 3D. Chew won't notice it's 3D, but it's in 3D. And his skull will rip open. And, I mean, come on. It's going to be a gore extravaganza. Jenkins, you're a fucking genius. Thank you. Genius Jenkins. At it again. damn it. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Yeah, so the baby. Oh, I forgot about his CGI car flip, too. Shit. That's too much. Oh, fuck. God damn it. They just couldn't help themselves. No. They're like, let's do more. <laughs> you want to do more? Yeah. yeah. No. Stop. Let's add another shitty idea, everyone. <laughs> uh, it's fucking amazing. And then he fucking drinks a beer from the skull. 
But like I said, that comes after that's after he has this little last scene with Amber Heard, mm-hmm. which is strangely emotionally affecting for me. It was good. <laughs> when he's pro- when she's promising that she'll take care of the child. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. I did like uh when uh the accountant takes the baby from the other lady who seemingly oh, you know she, love it. she was supposed to kill kill her but you were like right. she's on the fence she doesn't know like she 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 does kind of care and then he's like would you have would you have let him kill the baby and there's silence and he's like that's what i thought i'll be seeing you i was like Ooh, i'll be seeing you soon you bitch <laughs> oh so that good. Was good i enjoyed it that was amazing yeah. that was great that could have been one of the like the best moments of the movie. Yeah. In fact, official positive point. Eleven. You know what? Three. I'll add it. I'll add it to my list. I'm up to eleven. I'm fucking surprised. Boom. Writing it down. All right. Chew, what's the drinking game? I've got mine. I've got mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's every time somebody gets called fat fuck or just fuck oh they say that a lot oh you mean just saying the word fuck? no using it as um but calling somebody a yeah fuck. as a noun okay oh you fuck gotcha. you fat fuck yeah Ooh. the diner boss got called fat fuck several times several times yeah. several times by william victor yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> would you call me <laughs> fat fuck I called you fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. What juice? Well, at first I thought anytime 3D, anytime something's shooting out of the screen, but. I would never know when to drink. That's true. Yeah. But I thought of this. Here's what I think is a good one. Because it's throughout the whole movie. Every single time William Fichter says, I'm the accountant. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's a good yeah. one. And he almost, every, as you go, people will be like, who are you? And it he gradually adds in like this annoyance, like, I'm the accountant. Like, why don't you guys fucking know that? <laughs> right. Like, it's so subtle. Like, the accountant. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you tell us. Do you like choose, fuck is a noun, or do you like chances, I'm the accountant? Those are this is a good battle. Those are good ones. Yeah. yeah, solid. Do you have anything to add before we go? No. We both already recommended the movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a must see. <laughs> In fact, if you got through this whole episode. And didn't stop and go watch this movie. You did it wrong. You did it wrong. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is a must-see shit extravaganza. Surprisingly, one of my favorite movies that we've done. <laughs> Who would have fucking thought? <laughs> and you know what? I read. It's all because I read. I did not. Your uh, your ahead. synopsis of the movie on, right. on the website. And I was like, oh, done. No questions we're, asked. Yeah. We're doing it. You said we're doing this next. Yep. I. <laughs> it's just fucking great. When this movie started with that line, evil men have fled the walls of 
punishment, car jump, I thought, oh, I'm going to hate this fucking movie so much. <laughs> and you were I was wrong. pleasantly surprised. I was wrong. This movie's fucking such an amazing piece of shit. <laughs> in, a, in a way, you just don't, like... You know, Deep Blue Sea is still one of my favorite how dare you's, but it's a different great piece of shit than this. Mm -hmm. Like, they just bring different things to the table. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a category all on its own. Yeah, this is its own thing. This is the 12-year-old boy thing. Oh, yeah. Like, on steroids. (sighs) Wow. (laughs) We'll end it on wow. (laughs) All right. All right. Good day. Good day. <laughs> For Lady Chu from Tua T Fitness, Chance here from the How Dare You Awards, signing off until next week when we'll have an all new piece of shit. Say goodbye, Chu. Bye. Oh, friendly. Please, <laughs>